This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 23rd, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing. Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? This is a nice haircut. That's what's up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I followed your drama on Twitter for a long time. Yeah. And you struggled s- to find a haircut person. So we're located on top of a, of a barbershop. Correct. And when I was looking for a barber in San Francisco, because, of course, moving to San Francisco, coming from Seattle, right? I had an assigned barber in Seattle. Yeah. I had a dude that I went to. I followed him throughout the city because he, he moved locations. He, like, moved across Seattle sure. at a certain point. That's a, good, was, that's a good barber right there. Yeah. Like, I'll I was go like, where you go. I was like, hey, wherever you go, I'm going. Yeah. Raise his prices. I didn't care. Sure. You know, and I, I kept going to him. But now I'm in San Francisco, and I can't fly back to Seattle for Erica. No. And so I was on search for, I was in search for a barber. Yeah. I put it out on Twitter. I was like, hey, anybody know any barber that cuts hair for under 50 bucks in San Francisco? Couldn't find, well, I had, I had a few people hit me up, but I, I was too lazy to really pursue those options. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, the San Francisco way. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try out the barber downstairs, see how that pans out. Yeah. And it was it's, it was probably the best haircutting experience I've had oh, in my man. life. I hope the Seattle yeah, barber isn't watching this. Yeah, dude. I hope he's not. But like the dude downstairs, he like shampooed my hair, yeah. like laid me back, like did all that stuff. You get a beer? Uh, did you get a beer? No, he was like, he was like, usually like, I offer a beer, but it was like 10 a.m. And so he Never was like, it's me before. too Hour. early. Yeah, you know um, what I mean? Put the put the warm towel on my face. Yeah, that was the thing I didn't know that could happen. Yeah, and so it was a, it was a really great experience. I think I might go again. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, good. Oh, see, just, this is the same thing I did though. Mm. You, let me break it to you. You gotta go again. Oh no! I went down there <laughs> once as well and got my hair cut, and then I, afterwards I was like, oh crap, this guy sees me every day. Oh, I can't not yeah. come in. Like yeah. now we have this like rapport. We wave, hey Greg, hey Paul. You know what I mean? Like it's happening. Yeah, and, and doing wrong, he does a great job. But he does just... he does an awesome job. When I was down there, he was even talking about like, oh yeah, like I see these guys, you know, walk up and down every day. Like I see, uh, he was talking about like the the tall white dude that always seems like he's cool. Yeah. And I was like, you're That's talking about cool, Greg. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Greg. yeah. And yeah. so he like he knows us. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I guess I'm I'm stuck now. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's too bad. Before we put the bow on this story about our barber, my favorite story from being down there was when he offered me a beer. He's like, do you want an IPA or do you want a lager or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm an IPA. And he's like, of course. And I go, what do you mean? He's like, you're from upstairs. I see that guy walk by with cases of IPA all the time. Oh, wow. That's cool, Greg. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, enough talking about barbers and beer. We have so much news for you today, including what's next for Hideo Kojima. What's this Kingdom Hearts mobile game all about? And what's happening in Apex Season 4? Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, your usernames on platforms so people can squat up with you. And of course, where you can get the show ad-free, you can get the exclusive post-show, and you can just have a great time supporting us, getting your name on the wall of the new studio, and all sorts of stuff. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go over to youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Of course, if you wanted something else, you could be watching live, like so many people do on twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching live, you have a special job, go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching on the platforms. I said it. I did it out, or you understand. Or maybe it's your first show. You had no idea, and I just revealed it. You know? Yeah. Keep them on their toes, bus. Yeah, keep them on their toes. I'm, I'm feeling good today. Really? Yeah, you? Awesome. I'm, I'm, here's oh, the thing. Oh, God, here we go. Me He's and not Kevin, feeling good. Me, Kevin asked me the question, like, how's been the transition sure. from working at my job in Seattle to now working down here for Kind of Funny? Having a normal job. Having a, having a, a very normal job. Yeah. The thing is, the biggest difference now is my sleep schedule sure because i used to wake up at 5 30 a.m to God. go to work in seattle God. right because i would get i would get to work by you delivering seven. papers what are you <laughs> no and here's the thing I, I messed up because i had the choice i could get to work at like eight right i could yeah. like wake up at six or maybe even seven but i decided to wake up at 5 30 every day get to work at seven then then leave work by like 3 30 and then I just had the rest of the day. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and I was, yeah. I was like, that was a luxury that felt great to me. Sure. Because I, I preferred being a being a morning person there. Um, it's different now because here I get to work, depending on if I'm hosting or not, anywhere from like eight to nine a.m. Yeah. Uh, but like 
I still fall asleep at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my sleep my sleep schedule has just been weird. So I've been feel, feeling weird. Okay. But You'll adjust. Don't worry about it. a lot of sleep. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I, yeah, I've yeah, been we, getting we, so much we sleep. We should give you more work. That's like, the problem. The thing, that, I mean? the thing that sucks is that I get home, and then I play games for, like, an hour, and then I'm just gone. And I'm like, mm. I don't have time to just, like, be me anymore. Because I definitely I go to have that, so that problem where I play games and I start drifting. Yeah. You know, even last night when we, we were watching Sex Ed and Jen was like, all right, you want to play games? And I'm like, I mm. really do, but I'm way too tired. Like, I can't. You, You're watching season two? Yeah. How is it? It's good. Yeah, it's more good. the same. Season know? one is, like, probably one of my favorite shows. Oh, you'll love this. Like, one. seasons on Netflix. Yeah, you'll love this. Nice. Uh, anyways, enough about that. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the PSI Love You XOXO sweatshirt being out of stock for most sizes. I have been informed by Joey Noel that it's going to be restocked in the next three weeks. Uh, we have also five community meetups happening in the next few weeks as well. Dallas-Fort Worth has one. Houston has one. New York City has one. D.C. has one. And Kansas City, possible home to the Super Bowl champions we'll see soon enough all community meetups meaning we won't be there but they're having community things uh you can go to joey noel's twitter find out about that uh knock on wood yeah and i was gonna refresh my email but i can see it we might be streaming kingdom hearts dlc this afternoon as, as our stream uh for the week first impressions and stuff we're waiting on code though and then also the embargo so if it isn't today maybe tomorrow who knows uh thank you to our patreon producers blackjack and mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by manscaped riot games and raid but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's Dozen. 2020, man. It's never going to stop. How many of these are delays? No, I don't think there's any. Well, you know what? I don't want to jump ahead, but I don't think there's any. Okay. I put them all down. I forgot about them. What I do want to point out. Is that if you're watching live on Twitch or you're watching later and they're like, hey, wait a second. Well, I guess actually if you're watching later and you're like, hey, wait a second. They're not going to lead with Apex Season 4 news. That is breaking live while we're recording this. Yes. So we're putting that at the end so we can catch you up on that. So if you claim, I don't know, you're in, you, maybe you have, right now either the thumbnail is either Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. or it's Apex Legends. If it's Apex Legends, let me tell you, person listening or watching this, you got some Apex Legends news. It's cool. And yeah. if it's Hideo Kojima, let me tell you, it was not cool. Season 4 was not cool. But I digress. Let's start. With number one. What's next for Hideo Kojima? This is Richard Wakeling over at GameSpot. The latest issue of Japan's Famitsu magazine includes a 30-page feature on Kojima Productions in celebration of the studio's fourth anniversary. Hideo Kojima and Yo- Yoji Shinkawa uh, are interviewed as part of the 30-page spread reflecting on their history together and Death Stranding's development. Most intriguingly, however, the pair also expressed their hopes for the future of the studio, discussing what types of projects they would like to work on next. Translated by Dual Shockers, Kojima said that he'd be interested in trying to develop smaller games like episodic or digital-only titles while still working on bigger projects more akin to Death Stranding and its time-consuming scope. Kojima has previously worked on smaller games before, of course, but with both PT and Metal Gear Solid V Ground Zeroes, two games set in one location during a single night. The studio has plans to work on multiple game projects, encompassing one big game, along with Kojima's hopes of creating smaller titles as well. Beyond this, beyond, Kojima Productions is also interested in developing projects outside of video games. Kojima and Shinkawa uh, both mentioned they want to create a manga together, uh, while also floating the idea of an anime featuring Shinkawa's mecha design work. Uh, Kojima reiterated that he wishes to make movies too, including one with Shinkawa's designs. Blessing, can I sign you up for all of this? Yes, 100%. I think all this sounds super awesome. Uh, you know, they mentioned PT and Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes, which I think are both. I mean, PT is like probably one of the best horror games to come out within the last 100%. generation, yeah. and that was just a demo. Yeah, right. You know, that's uh, just a long, <laughs> long, long tease for Silent Hills. Yeah, for Silent Hills, and then Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes was was also like a really great thing. I think the only complaint people had about that was the price of it. You yeah. know, for it being so short, I think it was like. 40 bucks or something like that? I can't, I can't remember the exact that price. That sounds but. right, but remember it was also split between platforms and units, or uh, 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 generations, right? So it was like different prices. Oh, was it really? Wasn't it? Or am I thinking of Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain as well? No, you might be right. Because if Phantom Pain was both gens, then Ground Zeroes probably would have been too. Kind of funny.com slash yeah. you're wrong. Throw me the IGN article I wrote so fucking long ago. <laughs> know, but like, I, th- I think Kojima making smaller games allows his focus to kind of be more, more focused, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I think... a a problem that some people have with Death Stranding, or a lot of people have with Death Stranding, is that the game 
is so big and is attempting to do so much that it can kind of get lost in the weeds. Yeah, you know, maybe some of that message wasn't didn't feel as focused as uh, Kojima. What what goes on in Kojima's head probably should be. Sure. And so Kojima working on maybe like a five hour game. You know, maybe he can make a tight, nice five hour experience. For me, the most interesting thing out of this, <coughs> excuse me, still working through this, is the episodic. That yeah. I think would be super awesome to see him do, right? Of like, all right, cool. Like, we all know Kojima is uh, obsessed with movies and entertainment in that way. So, what would it be look like if he thought of his game suddenly as I want to do a ten hour thing, I want to mm-hmm. do a five episode thing, and each of them be two hours? Yeah. And so they would leave you on a cliffhanger and not have the cliffhanger be, you know, five years later with the next game yeah. or something. If it was going to be that, hey, here we go. Like, could you imagine? Kojima combining his love for film and Kojima combining his, his skill like in game creation and yeah. Netflix Netflix hiring him to do like a five episode series over a year. And that's the thing of, you know, we talking about anime in here and obviously doubling back to him talking about wanting to do a movie, which we've reported on before and is obvious, I think, in his work. The big question is, when, is, that fi- is, is it finally time for that? I think you played any of the Metal Gears, right? That mm-hmm. was always the, oh man, like he clearly wants to make movies. But since getting out from underneath Konami, right, and having his own future and then making this game now and, again, working with this A-list Hollywood talent and having them come out and be like, this guy, you know, he, he's on another level, right? He yeah. is a genius when you hear Mads or Norman talk about him. Like, you figure somebody, at, whether it is Netflix or Hulu or whoever, mm-hmm. has to be looking at this and be like, all right, let's get a meeting with him. Yeah. Let's actually see what he wants now, to make. Kojima's, <coughs> in my opinion, really good at making video games. He obviously very much loves uh, film. He's obviously very good at making cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Kojima would be great at making a movie? It's a great question. I really think it would depend on the team he's with and then what is the subject material. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I, the long and short of it is yes, I do think he could. Because it's what we talk about with Death Stranding, where Death Stranding, is, for as wacky as it is or whatever, mm-hmm. it was like. I understood what was going on. I thought, you know, obviously the names and stuff are on the point of, you know, Sam Porter Bridges yeah, yeah. and all this jazz. But, like, I still enjoyed that story. I still wanted to know what was going on. As I, I, you know, I wanted to get to the other side of the country because I really wanted to know what was happening. No spoilers. What was happening on the other side of the country. Yeah. And figure out. What, and when we got there and it all started unraveling and then when they started telling backstories, it was like, okay, this is interesting. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And Die Hard Man, right, is written so well. Yeah. Like, he's fucking awesome. It's, for me, it's one of those things where Death Stranding, once again, I'm still in chapter five or so but trying trying for me to visualize Death Stranding is just only the cutscenes you know taking out the gameplay taking out the interaction with it and just the cutscenes I don't know if that stuff plays as well of course like it's a video game so so it's kind of hard to to judge it that way exactly but you know taking out I think the stuff about Kojima games that kind of make Kojima games special which which is for me the interactivity the fourth wall breaking the weird interesting mechanics that he kind of implements in there along with you know the cool story moments and the great cutscenes all this stuff limiting that down to just the the cutscenes or just the movie parts of the games yeah it's hard for me to it's hard for me to to believe off rip without actually seeing it uh in action that he could make an excellent film or that he could make an excellent TV show as somebody who's mainly just done games. Yeah. But, I mean, I would like to see him try. I would like to see what it'd look like. Yeah. You know, it's one of the, I'd, like, I'd like to give it a shot. A better, for me personally, because we're talking about Death Stranding, but, you know, from PS I Love You, I'm still playing Peace Walker. Yeah. And playing through Peace Walker and watching those cutscenes, I think, and granted, while they're, they're comic, you know, they're comic cutscenes yeah, or yeah. whatever, they're like comic panels, the story and the acting and the performances and what he's doing there I think speaks so much better to this question of what a movie for him would look like. Because mm-hmm. it is the idea that, like, without playing Peace Walker, like, the, without doing the, the playing parts, I still think those cutscenes deliver an awesome story and give you this great thing and show emotion and characters and uh, explain what's happening in a way that Death Stranding doesn't because Death Stranding is even more like a, a thinking man's game. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Where it's like, I feel like playing through Peace Walker, that lends itself so much more to a movie where I could see that here's the cutscene of talking to Paz. Here's how it's all set up. Here's, you know, uh, boss in the jungle or whatever, big mm-hmm. boss in the jungle and going through there and, you know, creeping through there, finding the thing, listening for the Quinzel to knock out this other guy in the yeah. orange jacket to get the key. Co- like that stuff writes itself, let alone the montage of him abducting people, yeah. <laughs> brainwashing them back at base, making them work for him. Yeah, like, I feel like that, that era of Kojima, I think 
you know where he's where he's doing like the straightforward storytelling yeah not necessarily being and of course like peace walker came after Metal Gear Solid 4, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Metal Gear Solid 4 got kind of convoluted. But, you know, if you look at Peace Walker, you look at... <laughs> Hard to land that plane, man. <laughs> yeah, it How is. do we wrap up, like, 20 years of Metal Gear? Like, when, 15 when you look at, like, the big boss games, minus Phantom Pain, and so Peace Walker and Metal Gear Solid 3, and even if you look at Metal Gear Solid 1, right, those stories are pretty straightforward in a way that I could see those translate into a movie and, like, not get too heady. But I feel like Kojima hasn't been that for a while now. Like... The last few but I don't think he lost it. It's really? like it's like forgot about Dre. You know what I mean? You think he sold all his guns? No, he still has yeah. those guns. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. <laughs> of he course. still has that. He just wanted to get weird and have floating grubs mm-hmm. I ate in the middle of the but air. I, part of me feels like that's his thing now. Like part of me feels like that's the type of like he wants to make like the heady, like metatextual, like, you know, uh death stranding, phantom pain. PT, like he wants people to kind of be like, oh wow, I'm really putting all my brain power into understanding exactly what this piece of art is. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's I feel like that's where he's at now. Not saying that he can't make something. But he wouldn't want to go back. Yeah, like that I, seems like, like more. I, I, I don't know. I, he's an artist that's evolved. Yeah. You know, and that's not saying that he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to do something like uh Metal Gear Solid 3 or Metal, Metal Gear Solid 1 or Peace Walker again, where it's something that's a little bit more straightforward. Yeah. But would he want to like does he is is that has has he gone past that yeah and that's what's fascinating to think about is what what would a movie or an anime or a manga from kojima look like yeah what would it be what would you want for an indie kojima game man well, i don't even know indie, but like a smaller kojima game because i guess you can make the that's the thing about yeah. him is that like, for me he is in this i guess kind of blows to my face nowadays but scorsese right where it's like I, well, I didn't love the Irishman, but I like, mo- I like everything else I've ever seen from the man, right? And so mm-hmm. it is that thing of like, go make what you want to make, and I want to see it. That's the, you know what I mean? And that was how Death Stranding felt too, where yeah. knowing so little about that game before I, like, and act what it was going to be before we, act for what, years, right? Having a two hour conversation with the man on a stage and not being able to understand what this yeah. game was. Like, to get, sit down with it and get into it, and it was be like, okay, this is weird and this is different, but, and it's, you know, the gameplay is balancing and walking and stuff. I dig this though. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing. If you can make me dig hiking, which I hate in real life, don't tell my wife, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool. What else do you want to do? What else story, what other story do you want to yeah. tell? What episodic game do what I want to see? I don't know. I, I would love to know to him what small feels like. Cause I think mm-hmm. that was an interesting uh, criticism of Death Stranding, right? Where it was. Yeah, whatever about the gameplay and the story, the environments all kind of look the same. Yeah. We're always walking up to this one, you know, cheese-looking building and going down and not actually interacting with other player or characters and seeing other things. It's just a hologram. Like yeah. it is a rinse and repeat of get the mission, finish the mission, get the next mission, which worked for me for what I wanted yeah. out of that and game. Worked, but worked I totally too. But you can you can understand. I the totally get the criticism of that when you read and watch reviews for it. I'm yeah. like, okay, and so like to think of what an episodic smaller game to him would look like, I don't know. Interesting. <coughs> I think for me, and I don't know if this is what he'd want to do, but something that I'd want for Kojima is a PT-like experience that yeah. is five parts. And so it's like five different PTs. You know, because PT, I feel like, was a small contained experience, right? Yeah. Meant to be a demo. So that's that's the main reason why it was so small. But it worked so well. Like, people took to that. People love that. People regard that as, like, again, one of the best horror experiences of this generation, right? And I think Kojima has it in him to make horror games. Yeah. Like, the there are horror elements in Death Stranding that I think work superbly well. Like, all of the, the BT stuff, I think, works super well. You know, and if he, if he can kind of focus that and make, like, a five-part horror series where each part is a two-hour hallway kind of thing, or, like, yeah. part one is a hallway. Part two is, like, I don't know, man, a basketball gym. <laughs> and, like, part three is, like, a park or whatever. And it's just, like, these different uh, these different smaller horror experiences that kind of connect together in a way. I think that'd be super cool. What I would love to see and I think would make a lot of sense for him signing with whoever to make these games, right, and, mm-hmm. or whoever he wants to publish. And if you want to make smaller things and you want to do episodic, is I would go do episodic but actually really lead into... I think the way Kojima thinks about himself, you know, Hideo Kojima game, right? And have it be like the Hideo Kojima anthology. And oh, you get cool. five games, but they're all different games. Kind of like uh, the <clears throat> Dark Pictures kind of thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't even think you need to tie that much. It could be that one's horror and one's a puzzle and one's uh-huh. what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What is he, and like knowing him, he'd unify them all through one theme similar to Strands or Butterflies or whatever. And like there'd yeah. be a, a theme you could see each one of them. But that would be, you know, even if it was the Hideo Kojima uh, anthology colon like 
piece, and there's five different games that somehow have something to do. That'd be awesome. That'd be rad, right? Yeah. And I think that's the freedom he's afforded himself. First off, being independent, and secondly, being you know what, yeah. the, the I, biggest developer I, in name. I really, I really like the idea that he wants to do smaller things along with like still keeping with a bigger project. Because yeah. I also, I'm a fan of Suda Fifty One, right? Who does a bunch of weird projects, but those projects don't get the magnifying glass the way that Kojima's projects does. Yeah. One because he's Kojima, but also <laughs> because he does he is making games with these huge budget budgets, right? Like yeah. Death Stranding being uh published by PlayStation and uh you know Phantom Pain being published by Konami. And Suda fifty one, he he makes games like No More Heroes, but he also makes Let It Die, right? And he makes like he he makes weird games, but they're all Suda fifty one games. Yep. And so you know what you're signing up so for. So you, right? you know what you're signing yeah. up for and also like they don't come under scrutiny the way that I feel like Kojima games can because they are so big, right? People, so many people are looking at these games and playing the, these games. If Ko, if Kojima can do that Suda Fifty One thing of like, hey, I'm making a Kojima game. It's it's not necessarily going to be the hu- like the biggest budget thing, but it's for people that like my games. And you know, if if it's for you, if, if it, it's for you, if it's not, you don't even have to think about it because I'm making this for my fans. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be awesome because. PlayStation probably will never do it. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out a way to do our own dreams game jam and get Kojima and oh Tim Schafer and like Lauren Lanning and get all these Neil Druckmann, which PlayStation will not let happen. Get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get all these people in a room and have, you know, fuck your game. Set your game back a week. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. really fuck up The Last of Us Part 2. You think, you think PlayStation wouldn't do it? I, I think there's way too many logistics to it. Because okay. I think right now, if you were to walk up and be like, hey, Neil Druckmann, we're doing this thing, he would be like, get the fuck out of my office. I'm yeah. trying to finish this game. And you, same if you went to Sucker Punch with Nate Fox, right? It'd be like, mm-hmm. no, like we're trying to ship Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Corey Barlog, of course, always looking. He, he wants to play hooky every day. He, of course. I can call Corey right now, come down here and serve me coffee. He's like, I'm on the way. God of, of War's delayed again. Don't worry. Yeah. And like, I can you delay something that's never been, it doesn't matter. You that know could, what I'm saying? That would be su- like some of the best marketing you do for Dreams, though. Dude, I'm, just, yeah, even, that- if, even if it's not like the big PlayStation names, even if it is like, okay, let's hit up Toby Fox, who made Undertale. Yep. Yep, and yep, yep. like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Dude, it did um, the Adventure Games. Now works for Xbox because they got acquired. Tim Schafer. Oh, I said, yeah. I already said it. Oh, name. you said Tim Schafer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, get, get, Developers yeah. that are known, but aren't necessarily like the people that are. I'm mean, not that Tim Schafer is busy. He's obviously busy, but no, he's not. I share you. Yeah, he got that Xbox check kicked up his feet. He's You're never. He'll never Just get Custom out. Quest Three. He said. But yeah, get you know, get the developers that aren't necessarily like all ships ahead on your biggest titles. Yeah, you know, find some developers, maybe three to five, and just put out like a Dreams Game Jam. I think. I don't think there there could be a better way to market that game. Kevin, we're gonna have this big it. studio one day. And when I, we get yeah, it, yeah, dude, for sure, it's definitely gonna happen. I mean, yeah, we signed the lease. I mean, we have the space. I when know. we get in there, we should figure out how to do this. Do our uh, own, the kind of funny dreams game jam, and we invite game devs over. Uh, I mean, and why don't you just plan it now? You know what I mean? I'm planning it right now. I'm no, saying no, it right I now. mean, like, put together a list and to send out the emails, you coward. And well, the problem here's what the thing put is: put like, together the list and send out the emails. But you are we coward. doing the? I have a question before I send the email, Kevin. Oh, are right. we doing the thing where it's like you have 24 hours to make a game? Are we giving them a weekend? I can, we can't have Tim Schafer, Schafer locked up in our building for, 24, yeah. for 48 hours. Oh, I was going to say, how long can we... I could definitely have him locked up wherever you want for however long you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. You know people. Right now, the design we're talking about, like, imagine that second side of the studio. Yeah. You know? Just a cage. I mean, just honestly, like, some tables, some chairs. Yeah. Power outlet. You know what We're else I like? Them, right? You know what else I like for this idea? Yeah, oh my god! Like whatever they want too. Okay. And that's the best part. Because I didn't know if this was like a like this is against your will situation. I mean, I, at first, up. at first, but yeah. you know, there's the Stockholm. Oh, okay. yeah, they like <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, wearing yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of funny merch. Because yeah. it's like, hey yeah. man, we were gonna keep feeding the slop. But we got you those wings you love. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, you got me. Wait, have I been Stockholm syndrome situation? What would also be a good way to do it? And I'm just giving out free ideas if you want to steal these and do it, don't, because I'll sue you. Um, what if we did it where we didn't get, we can't get everybody, right? But if we did for like extra life one year, we're going to go and have, we have, you know, Double Fine or whoever, a local developer and artists and everybody come over. And we're like, we're going to make a game in dreams by the end of this. Yeah, that would be a really cool thing to be like an open call to like hit up these studios. So it yeah. doesn't have to be necessarily they're, they're the biggest person there. No, know? no, no, totally, totally. It yeah, could yeah. be like, hey, send a representative. We've got these giant table setups. It is a 24-hour thing. 
and it's it's not even a competition. It's just like Oh no, we I think we yeah. should all make one game because the thing oh, in dreams so? is like we could have some party sculpting, we could be doing VO, somebody else I just doing feel something. like that requires too much planning that we just don't have. I think we can do it. Yeah. And that's why I'm limiting the scope even more. Where I'm bringing it down to just we're all doing one game thing, you know. Okay. How did we get one. here? <laughs> Because uh, the dreams is on my mind because it's close to <laughs> launching and we're talking about what smaller Kojima games. Uh, Borazin, double zero in You Are Wrong, points out that I was both right and wrong. Ground Zeroes split both generations. Mm-hmm. I was correct about that. But it came out for $40 on all of them. Okay. So there wasn't a split oh. price like I was thinking. Oh. Moving on to number two. Kingdom Hearts mobile games coming this spring. This is Matt Purcell over at IGN. Square Enix has announced Project... Xehanort. Really? Yeah. Xehanort. Come on. <laughs> A new mobile game set in the Kingdom Hearts universe, which is set for release this spring. Uh, the announcement came from a new Twitter account, at Project Xanort, uh, and describes the same as, and quote, all new Kingdom Hearts experience. A new website details uh, that the currently untitled game will be available on iOS, Android, and Amazon devices, and will feature in-app purchases. A tagline, tagline asks, quote, why did he become the Seeker of Darkness? Oh. Suggesting that Project Xanort will follow the story of how Kingdom Hearts antagonist Xanort and his descendants into darkness. Uh, beyond this, little is known about the project. Square Enix is running a competition to guess the final name of the game, though, which will presumably lead to a variety of amusing entries, considering the series features games with titles such as Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. The competition runs until January 28th, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Do you know what it means to get Norded? No. Oh, man. I don't know if I can explain it because I'm not as big of, of a Kingdom Hearts fan as a lot of people watching this probably are. Do we have to call Jonathan Dornbush? Will he explain it? Uh, even Tim could probably explain it. But yeah, I think but it, Tim's going to be able to his name is His name is Xehanort, right? And I guess he's the king of darkness or something like that, the seeker of darkness. Yep, that's it. Right? That's and so, like, what happens is that, uh, you know how there's Sora? I do know Sora's Sora, Sora's yeah. the main character. We talked about her on Gamescast yesterday. Him. Him on Gamescast yesterday. <laughs> Sora is also... <laughs> so, Sora, Sora has a nobody... Whose name yeah. is Roxas. Yep. Now yep. Roxas, if you pay attention, you, you rearrange the, number, the letters of Sora, add an X. That's where Roxas comes from. That makes sense. Yeah. And so essentially, I th- this is where I'm going to get wrong. Sure. So kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. I believe Sora got norted, and that gave birth to Roxas, who mm. is Sora's nobody, mm. which is just like the evil but not evil version of Sora. Okay. It's, the version of, it's the version of Sora without a heart, I think. Yes, yes, that's, that's is that right. is that right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, do you, uh, do you Wait, know does Kevin know this? He's just agreeing. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all I know. Kindoffunny.com no. slash wrong is. Oh, they're gonna don't worry. Up. Nanobiologist, yeah. I think pre preemptively was like, I'm gonna get you guys on everything over this. Uh, Nacio Rojas is saying getting norted basically means that Xanort takes over your body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds Whatever. hot. <laughs> um, first off, we just got our codes for Kingdom Hearts DLC, so that will be a stream today. Twitch.tv hey. slash kind of funny games. Um, Frank Ferner wrote in and said, Good morning, Dragon Blessing. Square Enix has done it again. They have excited, yet upset so many damn people with Kingdom Hearts. This time, they announced a new project coming out in spring 2020 for mobile. As a fan of the series, the nanobiologist, Borzin, and myself pondered last night what the new game would bring and reminisced about all the old games. But, as I told my girlfriend the news, since she's a fan as well, I got a different response. Quote, why the fuck can't they just keep these games in one place? Oh my God. Why did they decide mobile was the avenue to go to? She has a point, and my question for you today is why would Square Enix put critical lore entries in a mobile game rather than keep them on console? What, also, what ridiculous name do you think the title will get? That just seems to be the Kingdom Hearts way, though, because the first game, Kingdom Hearts 1, was on PS2. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is what comes <laughs> after Kingdom Hearts 1, was on GBA, Game Boy Advanced. And Let's then they- not forget Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep on PSP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was on PSP, yeah, and then you got... Um, Go read my preview of that one. I don't know the Kingdom Hearts happened. 2 was on PS2, and then, yeah, Birth by Sleep, and then uh, there are a, a whole bunch, but like Dream Drop... That's revealed that a character is created in a dream, right? In which one? Birth by Sleep? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know anything about Birth, oh, Birth by don't. Sleep. Oh, you don't? No, okay. I've not played Birth by Sleep. I've played a little bit of Chain of Memories, and I've played one, well, that's, and I've played like the first seven hours of two. Yeah. And then you have Dream Drop Distance, which was on 3DS. Oh, of course. How, how could we forget that? You know, and you got like re, yeah, Coded or Recoded, which I think was also a mobile game. And, I think and, that's just like... And it's, Goofy's a, a, a main protagonist. In oh, this Goofy's game. like the sex slave in this yeah. whole universe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Goofy is one of the main characters in this in the, in this crazy whole universe, which is one of the weirdest things. But I, I think it's just one of those things where <clears throat> they don't care. <laughs> like, Kingdom Hearts is just such a weird, specific 
interesting franchise that they can kind of get away with dropping lore wherever and that's I, f- I feel like that might even be part of the appeal of it it's kind of like when you enjoy <laughs> like pain that kind of thing oh sure yeah i feel like that's what kingdom hearts fans are where it's they like love the pain it's like oh i'm getting this mobile game this sucks but you know it's kind of cool that i'm gonna get some of the story with it i mean the answer yeah for frankfurter and, and frankfurter's girlfriend is money like you do this that's to get too, money yeah. right like I, they have no allegiance to any console so why would they stay on one console of course you want to put something on mobile this giant platform that we all have in our pockets because for as many people who bought the latest Kingdom Hearts on uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or whatever, mm-hmm. there are so many more that did not because they haven't played since PlayStation 2 and they don't own a console anymore. When they when this word finally gets to them that there's a Kingdom Hearts on their phone, they're going to jump in and maybe not even know how much they missed and not understand it. Just be excited to be back in that world. Like, You try to get your games and your IP everywhere when you're a big company. It's mm-hmm. what we talk about all the time, right? And why they're, you've seen... Third-party exclusives, you know, over the years really die down, especially considering where they were in PS2, right? Where, like, Grand Theft Auto what was a PlayStation franchise, yeah. but it wasn't. Um, now that everybody's trying to make a buck and trying to keep their companies afloat and trying to take care of bottom lines, you have to diversify. And so you can't just play to one market when you have something this big. I mean, think about it again. Like, even though I don't give a shit about Kingdom Hearts, right, I understand that there is an audience of Disney devotees, right? That love this oh, yeah. shit. That don't play regular games. Don't like care. Don't have no idea that kind of funny games daily is here. Given the news each and every weekday, mm-hmm. they just love this kind of stuff. So yeah. if it is that at Disney they see somebody playing this game on their phone, they want to go do it because it's such a different investment. Of like, if you haven't at this point been convinced to buy a console for these kind of games, you're not going to do it. You're not going to go out there and spend the four hundred dollars you need to get in. But Whatever this costs, whatever it, I already forgot the news story I read. Is, is it free to play? They didn't say it yet, right? They didn't say. Like whatever it's gonna be when you get your hands on this. Oh yeah, yeah. Available on iOS in-app purchases. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's a way to make money. That's why they do it. They do it to make money, and they know that as much as you and your girlfriend are bitching Frankfurter, you're gonna go do it. If you're commiserating on a Wednesday night with three other Kingdom Hearts fans about, oh my God, and these memories and this thing. Like, of course, it's a $5 thing, $10 yeah. thing. You're and I think like, mobile isn't as much of a... like Everybody, for the most part, that are playing these games are going to have access to mobile. Like, yeah, playing totally. this game on mobile. You know, in a way that... I feel like back in the day, having a PS2 doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a GBA. Or yeah, a oh, PS. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Like, I feel totally. like back then it was a lot more weirder than them putting out mobile games. Like, this is definitely like them. This is better than money. that, for sure. Yeah, think, right? for well, yeah. sure. And also, what ridiculous name do I think it's going to get? I think it's going to be Kingdom Hearts Nort by Sleep. That's my guess. God, it's not even worth guessing. There's no possible way you'll guess it. Uh, you're wrong, of course, has exploded now. <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts dorks out here, so let's get through some of them. Alex, Alex Russ says, Sora unlocked his heart and became a heartless, thus the nobody Roxas was born. Uh, Ray says, Sora didn't get norted. When you die, you turn into a heartless and a nobody. Roxas well, is right, Sora's nobody. Right. He almost got norted in Dream Drop, Drop Distance, but Mickey stopped it from happening. Uh, Ignacio confirms he didn't get norted. Uh, so also off. says getting norted is that Xenort is available to time travel places pieces oh, of oh, his heart right, into people. Yeah. That is the norting. He wow, then can take off. over I the people and the right. other stuff. I can't explain. You're wrong. <laughs> people, are, so we are, we know that Sora is not norted. Yeah, nor- Sora, so Sora did not get norted. Uh, and Double Zero also points out that J- uh, Japan loves uh, mobile games and plays a ton of them. Another great point. Again, I'm t- I kind of touched on it with how big the mobile market is, but that is an excellent point as well. Yeah, right. Uh, Matt the Wob says, In Kingdom Hearts 1, Sora used the Keyblade of Heart to release both his heart and Ky- Kyrie's heart, which made him turn into a Heartless for a bit. Sora got his body back because why not? That's how Roxas was made, and I go into too much more info, my brain will hurt. There you go. We got it, kind of. All right. Everybody kind of understands what's happening. Hold on. This was about Kevin. I just like the term Norded. What do you say? Uh, Nanobiologist says, The game Kevin mentioned about a dream was Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance for the 3DS. No. Sora and Riku went into the sleeping worlds, parentheses, worlds who fell to darkness and need to be freed again through their dreams for their Mark of Mastery exam. Then what no, was no, Chain of Memories? Don't <laughs> answer that question. Tweet at Blessing what Chain of Memories was. <laughs> Nobody cares. I mean, I know a lot of people care. But it's not pertinent to what we got wrong today all right number three blessing what features matter most for next gen i'm curious your opinion doesn't count brendan sinclair has the article on (laughs) gamesindustry.biz gamesindustry.biz contributed to a contributed a series of questions to isfe and ip 
SOS, Mori's Game Track Consumer Survey regarding the public perception of features for the next generation of consoles, which were given to a representative sample of 8,000 gamers aged 11 to 64 across the UK, Germany, Spain, and France, and Italy. Quote, better graphics are widely agreed to be important in the European markets, with 68% of all surveyed gamers considering important. Among console gamers only, this figure moves up 78%. Uh, 278%, I should say. The only other feature to get anywhere close to that level of consensus from participants was, quote, shorter load times when playing digital games, end quote. 63% of all surveyed gamers considered that an important factor, and 71% of console gamers did as well. Despite the emphasis on visuals, quote, 8K resolution graphics weren't considered as important to as many features. 40% of all surveyed gamers considered 8K support important for next-gen consoles. That number ticked up to 49% when looking at just the console gamers. But in both groups, it performed less well than motion controls, backwards compatibility, and the ability to play physical games. Those three features posted similar middle-of-the-pack numbers. Motion controller controls were important to 49% of all surveyed gamers, and 57 of console gamers. Stop it, console gamers. Backwards compatibility was important to 48% of all the gamers, 59% for console. Physical games was uh, 47 overall, 58 for console. A step behind those three features and more in the neighborhood of the 8K resolution responses was the ability to stream games and non-gaming apps. Streaming games was important to 44% of all surveyed gamers, 51 for consoles, and then 4152 uh, for in-apps or for the non-gaming apps. As for gamers' lowest priority features, virtual reality compatibility <laughs> and handheld mode available were most commonly deemed less important. VR was important to 37% of the gamers, handheld at 38% to the gamers. While looking specifically at console gamers, VR was important to 43, handheld ticked up to 45. Interesting. Fuck your 8K. Told you this shit doesn't matter, Tim. Get out of here. Doesn't matter yet. Yeah, I know, right? Future yeah. proof. Yeah, in the future, I feel like it's gonna matter. It's gonna matter a little bit, but these numbers are interesting to say the least. Like a lot of them are kind of catch me off guard a bit. Really? Yeah. Like motion like controls. Motion controls, yes. <laughs> um, the backwards compatibility uh, being important to only 48. percent I feel like I I always get shocked by how little people kind of care about backwards compatibility but that just might be a me thing of me really wanting everything to be backwards compatible like i feel like i think you're not wrong it's what we've seen before i just i think it's it's shocking when you think about it and listen to our our uh, ecosystem our echo chamber right where everybody here is like yeah it totally matters blah 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 blah. and everybody uh, this is gamers right 11 to what 11 to 68 year old gamers 11 to 64 year old gamers right like that means a lot of those aren't in this section of gaming, they are very much like, cool, I don't care, old game's old, I'm not going back, I'm not one day reminiscing about, oh man, Kingdom Hearts 2, and wishing mm-hmm. I could toss that in and play it. Yeah, but even as a, even as somebody who might not be within the ecosystem, I feel like even the idea of, oh, I'm going to buy a PS5, it'd be nice if my PS4 games could work on it, or came with me. Sure. I feel like at the basic level, that should still be pertinent and important to people but but do you think it would outrank any of these right because that's how this has got to work right like rank what's in in order of importance oh is that how it's ra- ranking yeah, yeah. importance okay then i i because I, I don't I think it was like you know, I, and i could be wrong i, ha- I don't have no, the story I, I, in front I, I of me right that. but that would be the way to actually judge how this is and how you go yeah or if i guess it could be a yes or no is this important to you is it not important to you yeah uh better graphics of course i feel like all well i mean uh, that one is obvious but also at the same time i feel like when when you look at the current consoles it's, i feel like it's hard to even make that discrepancy now like between xbox and playstation so i'm shocked that people would rank that so high but i think when... it's the thing of again like not looking at you know uh um the uh, hellblade 2 or something yeah. right, and seeing how amazing that looks just thinking like all right yeah better graphics click that's what i uh, that's what for years you've known the new box means yeah you know what i mean and i, I think that as time has gone on right even the ps3 to ps4 uh, xbox uh, 360 xbox one Obviously, there was a jump there. I'm not saying there oh, wasn't, yeah. but it wasn't like it was when it was SNES to N64. And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck yeah. am I looking at? Are any of these statistics shocking to you in particular? Shocking is not the right word. I think the fact that that motion controls had even got mentioned in here yeah. the way it did, I was like, what? You know what I mean? I do I like the shorter load times. I think that that is something I thought was more important to nerds like us. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a general populist kind of thing or a, yeah. a more wide variety populist, I think that's actually going to benefit when, you know, Cerny was doing all these interviews with Wired and showing Spider-Man swinging through the world. I was like, that's really cool to us, but how do you make that important to people? It's important to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
we'll see how that actually goes and how you hang your hat on that. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks to see VR so low, but it's expected, right, Kev? PlayStation VR, never it's forget. It's a heartbreak. It's a heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. It is. It'll grow. What will? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, once uh, Half-Life Alex is out. Yeah, once I mean? Half-Life Alex is out, it'll grow. And then also, I, th- I, th- okay. I think we'll continue to get, like, great PSVR games. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Man. Sure, for sure. Yeah, Iron Man, and I think, like, once but we get will it. will we get another... Beat Saber? No, just another PSVR, like... Like PSVR two? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll yeah. get a few like a couple yeah. years into uh, PlayStation Five, I imagine. And once that hits, I think we'll start to see like more bigger and better games. And I would imagine I just more can't and more imagine people it flock taking to it. Off in, in that way. It would it would have to be more accessible. <laughs> like the pr- the price would have to be would have to be like undeniable. <laughs> like it would have to be like you know, two hundred, probably. And have a killer app. And have a killer app. And have a reason like you're like holy shit you need this for this. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, speaking of next gen graphics, though, number four. Holy fuck, that Ninja Theory Mara stuff yesterday was in game footage. Kevin, can you pull this up? Yep. Oh, if, yeah. Yeah? The Mara stuff? Well, yeah, but like me and Gary were on here not arguing, but I was like, I think, like, they're talking about it's a new storytelling method. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing here. And they were showing, like, that hallway. Yeah, the hallway and the stairs. And I was like, all right, clearly that's, that's real world footage. And then when they jumped to her with the thing next to her, I was like, that's in game, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. some mashup going on. But then over on Reddit today, they were showing off the power of ray tracing. So if you're an audio listener, the top thing is Ninja Theory on some stairs and a photo. And you're like, okay, cool. And then below it is the same environment updated, changed into this thing where they're using ray tracing. So yesterday, me and Gary were going back, not 100% sure what was real and what wasn't real. And now you can see, according, at least according to this, right? Like, nope, that's ray tracing at work. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, I think ray tracing might catch us off guard more than we expect for ne- like for consoles. I know like there's quite a few PC people that... Are already like seeing that stuff totally. at work. Like, have you seen the screenshots people post of like control, like ray trace, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, video game photography pictures? Like that stuff looks incredible and realistic in a way where I'm like, this is kind of eerie. Like, I can't believe video games have gotten to this level of looking this good. And so I think once that stuff get, starts getting normalized more and we start seeing it more and more <laughs> in effect, I think our people people will kind of be blown away. Yeah, the stuff that's gonna be built for. Gener- the next generation, and I mean built for it, right? Like yeah. That's the interesting thing where Xbox talks about, well, you know, everything's going to be, at least for a year, be able to play it on both systems. Mm-hmm. PlayStation coming out and drawing that line, you wonder how much they'll lean on. This is a, what the PlayStation 5 looks like. This is what these games play like. This yeah. is, you know, the world you're in. We'll see. We'll see. Will everything just get updates? Who knows? Number five. Housemark is celebrating 25 years and teasing their next game. They put up a blog post. Of course, Housemark, you should know, developers of Super Stardust HD, Resogun, Next Machina, and they're working on Storm Divers, a game that we put out beta access through one of the showcases. Um, this is their first post in a year, their last one being about, hey, Storm Divers beta is happening. Mm-hmm. Turns out Storm Divers is completely on hold because they're talking about their AAA game again that they had teased in the 2018 post. Anyways, let's pull some paragraphs from it and read. Uh, We are working on our biggest and most ambitious title and have amazing support from our yet-to-be-announced partner. Our team of almost 80 people is comprised of talented, smart, and hardworking individuals from all around the world and has been invigorating and inspiring to see how this game concept has turned into reality as more and more ideas have formed the basis of a truly incredible product. Despite not knowing if we would even get past the initial stages of pre-production, we now have spent almost three years working on this game, and now we are in full-scale production and super excited to reveal more in the coming months. So now we are focused on delivering our most ambitious and biggest game to date, putting every other project on hold, including development of Storm Divers. So the last game we knew they were working on, this little yeah. battle royale that they debuted, has now completely been paused without ever being released to move over to this big game. It is... Great that the whole company can come together to deliver this game, which will define the next evolution of Housemark. We are very humbled to have amazing support from our partner over the course of the past few years, and this support has continuously grown on a monthly basis. In closing, Housemark is very excited to celebrate our 25th anniversary this summer, and we are confident that we will pleasantly surprise our fans with the new game. We are eagerly awaiting the day we can announce it. At the same time, it is always nerve-wracking to anticipate what your reaction will be when we finally do complete development and the game is out to, for everyone to enjoy. We've never delivered anything at this scale before. The time is drawing ever closer when our publishing partner will reveal what we are working on, with the launch coming after that. This year will be full of exciting surprises, 
And we can't wait to experience them with all of you. So their publishing partner is obviously Sony, right? That's exactly yeah, where we're this, going. And this is going to be a PS5 This game. is going to be a PS5 reveal because, thing, like, right? Them, Mark's logo's up there and then whatever this game yeah, is. Yeah, because for them to abandon Stormdivers when that game was as far as along as it was. Like, I was looking at gameplay earlier today when you first shared the story in the doc. Yeah. And I was like... Yo, this game is Stormdivers is far along. Like, yeah. there's like UI here. <laughs> like, they're showing gameplay. Yep. Uh, the beta was, you know, going to go live, and for them to just totally scrap that and end developing on it, and essentially put all like all all steams ahead on uh, this AAA project. Yeah. Means that I think Sony. It means there's a lot of money, money behind that, <laughs> yeah. right? And it means that they are super excited for it. And so, yeah, I mean, like we say, Sony, it'd be it, it'd be. Not out of the realm yeah. possibility it that it be, is Xbox. Yeah, it could be Xbox. Right, that it is somebody who is going to make but, a big way. Because, like, yeah. Housemark, of course, is if you're an old Beyond fan, is a studio we talked about forever because they're so talented. They make so much great shit. And then they, on top of that, making all these great games, they made news, what, in 2018, right, when they were like, Arcade is dead. Like, we're done making arcade games. They don't sell. We've tried. It isn't happening. We're moving on to do other stuff. So we're doing a Battle Royale, which was Storm Divers, mm-hmm. and we're doing a AAA unannounced thing. They were talking about even back then. Is this the same thing? Who knows? But they were talking about working on a AAA game then. Yeah. And yeah. they had a team of 70 working on it. Now they, it seems they taking the entire they Storm Divers up. team and putting them onto this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Pretty obvious, pretty obvious where this is going. Like, especially if you look at their gameography, right? Starting in 2007, right? You have Super Stardust HD, published by by Sony. Uh, then you have Golf Teed Up, published by Activision. And then the next couple of games are Sony, Sony. And then they have Outland, published by Ubisoft, Ubisoft yeah. right? Then they, ha- then they self-published Furman's on iOS. And then it's Sony for Super Stardust, Stardust Delta, Act- Activision for Angry Birds, and then Resogun, Sony, Alienation, Sony, Super Stardust Ultra VR, Sony, Next Machina, Next Machina self-published, Matterfall, Matterfall, Sony, and then uh, Stormdivers canceled. Or not canceled, but put on a shelf. Yeah. And so it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious that this is going to be Sony and this is going to be a PS5. Maybe launch or launch window. I think so. I mean, that's how they found, uh, you know, with uh, it was Resogun, Resogun, right? yeah. yeah. Resogun was a That was super game. successful then. And it was that thing of, like, that their talent, they're good. The, th- the only interesting wrinkle to it is the fact that it's not going to be an arcade, right? You think of yeah. I think of a, a launch game from Housemark. I think of something small, digestible that's going to get a great launch from it. You know, a great boost from it. Yeah. So Part- be here now and have a AAA game. Now, granted, you've been working on it for two years. I mean, at least, right? Like it's been going on a while. It'll be interesting to see what it is, how far along is it, and is it 100% going to make launch? Yeah, and part of me is like kind of happy that they're able to kind of put all their focus into this game as opposed to like storm divers looked cool but if you go back to their post in 2017 where they're talking about arcade is dead that was like the title of it yeah and their their whole reasoning was essentially that hey like these games that we're making they're critically well received but they're not selling and like they're very blatant in this post and then they're like what is selling are these you know these multiplayer uh shared world shooters or battle royale shooters right and this seems like it almost seems like a cry for like, hey, if you if somebody wants to fund us to make something more along the lines of what we would like to make, that'd yeah. be awesome. But if we're if that's not going to happen, we're just going to not. I don't want to use the word sell out because I don't think that's what that. I I think it's more so like them being like, we're going to make do what makes us money. And so yeah, for, totally. For, well, I mean, it's you have to think about your company and your exactly business, right. When right? you have like seventy seven people working at this studio, you got to take care of them. And so I think for. Their part, their publishing partner, who's probably Sony, coming up to them and being like, "Hey, you know, we want to fund you uh, in order to pu- to publish a game under us." I think that's probably a, a a blessing for them, and they're probably pretty hyped about that. You know, it's probably going to be a game more along the lines of what they want to make. Probably not arcade because they they they're describing it here as AAA, but even still, I'm excited for whatever they put out. And that's all. And it's always that thing of you know, AAA means something different to everybody mm-hmm. and so for them an 80 person team working on a triple a game what does that mean you know what i mean I, I, and what does that look like and what is the idea that's got them so excited to bring everybody off of it you assume playstation but maybe xbox or whoever their partner is to come in and pour money on this and keep them going right yeah yeah and it's also that question of celebrating 25 years all these different things i do wonder like you think they'll get purchased you know what I mean? Are they going to become a first yeah. party for Xbox or PlayStation? <laughs> I think that'd be awesome for PlayStation, but I still don't think Housemark wants to be purchased. Sure. Like it's that's that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from their, reading their posts is that they enjoy their independence and they've they've enjoyed being an independent uh, finished studio for the last 25 years. 
that I couldn't see them wanting to. But I mean, I for for Sony, I think it'd be a great get, especially if this AAA game pans out to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to read through this post maybe because I read a couple of the different ones, but there was one in there where they were talking about, you know, when we announced Arcade is Dead, so many people thought that was going to be the end of us. And it's not. We're thriving. We're working on this AAA thing with a partner. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to what you're saying, though, I feel like, where, yeah, they want to be independent. They like being independent. But w- at what point does being independent and it's, having to pay the bills yeah. not equate to making what you actually want to make? Like, at what point is it not worth it to be independent anymore yeah. when you can't provide security for your studio and for the people that work there? And, like, that was the thing about Storm Divers, right? Where, and granted, early act, you know, early stuff, it's all on beta, but you watch it and you're like, oh, man, this game's far along, but it also doesn't look inspired. Yeah. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like Resogun or Super Stardust or anything. You walk and you're like, what the fuck am yeah. I watching? Yeah, and that's the thing, like, watching Storm, Storm Divers, like, them, I mean, them, them shelving it obviously I think means a lot for the game they are working on, but also like looking at gameplay, I'm like, man, this looks like it's going to be good, but Fine. at the same time, like it doesn't, it's like seeing like an indie band you love, yeah. like go pop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's that thing too. That like, and I'm not saying, cause I know I'll leave my words in probably two months or whatever when it changes, but like, we're so much further than we were in the battle royale genre than when they announced this. Yeah. Where it is like, sure. it seemed like everybody can compete and do these different things, and really they can't, right? Like, when was mm-hmm. the last battle right? Well, I guess you're playing Darwin Project, which is kind of. Yeah, but that's al- it's also like a niche thing. Like, Darwin yeah, yeah. Project, I don't think is going to set the world on fire. Sure. But, you know, I think for what it is, and that's like, it's a 10 person battle royale, I, think, I feel like it's more, it almost feels like more of an arena multiplayer game than a battle royale, even though it has those battle royale hooks in it and survival game hooks in it. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, as you get ready for your own predictions, and I'm sure we do, we do as well for what'll happen at these uh, whenever these conferences and yeah. whatever press conferences are, keep house marking in your back pocket until you need them. <laughs> Number six on the Roper Report: Neo Two has a post-launch DLC plan. This is Tom Lee over on the PlayStation blog. We have three major DLC releases planned, with each focusing on a different storyline that predates the events of Neo Two, uh, promising hours of additional gameplay that will provide plenty of challenge for those thirsting for more. Similar to the original Neo, players can expect new weapons, new combat abilities, and new characters with each dlc incorporating both multiple main and submissions the three dlc packs are include are included in neo 2's season pass which forms part of the game's deluxe edition available for pre-order of course in addition to the main game dlc you'll also get premium in-game items like the demon horde armor set uh some charm players can purchase all that stuff now that was you don't care about neo 2 no yeah i would play neo 1 i'm just like I totally get it. Not my yeah. kind of game. I got respect for it. Yeah, totally. You exactly. Know, it's just like I've never been able to get into a Souls game or Souls, like a yeah, Souls like game. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's a- too actiony for me. That's my thing. I just don't like actions like that. Mm. Uh, number seven on the Roper Report. Congrats to Joey Noel. Stardew Valley has hit a sales milestone. I'm reading from Dual Shockers. You didn't give the author a byline. Uh, Stardew Valley, the game where you keep your animals happy, harvest crops, partake in digital community events, and become friends with everyone, has hit a new milestone. According (laughs) according to the game's press page, Stardew Valley has now sold over 10 million copies worldwide. Wow. There's been no official word from developer Concerned Ape. Scouring back through the Wayback Machine saw the page state that the game had sold 6 million copies worldwide back in August 2019. The press page now subtly states that the game has hit the new milestone. The pixel art farming simulator was initially a single-player experience and saw PC versions getting multiplayer support in 2018. This new feature allows up to four players to join one farm and work together to build and and manage a farm. While the the game now supports multiplayer on all platforms, there's still no sign of cross-play. Again, congratulations! it's it's rare that we have just Roper reports that are just statements. Yeah. Good job, Stardew Valley. It's another game that Jen adores and plays all the time. It just never clicked for me, and I thought it would because I liked Animal Crossing so much, but this mm. was just a bit too much for me. I feel that. And then finally, number eight on the Roper Report, Apex Season 4 News has hit today. Uh, the tweet went out this morning. Cheers to one year. Congratulations on the anniversary. Hey. Two, well, actually, well, it was yesterday, whatever. They were doing a stream today where uh, the dev stream would celebrate the one year and get your first look at Season it's 4. It's not been a year yet, though. It's got, you've got like three weeks left. They're celebrating the year, bless. Let celebrate them celebrate. It's time to celebrate. Man. Maybe they're trying to avoid something. It's been 11 months. Maybe they're Whoa. trying to avoid something in three weeks. Wait, you're talking about dreams? I was thinking maybe a uh, PlayStation 5. Or maybe, oh. Maybe. I mean, I still don't think okay. it's happening that quick, but I'm just saying. Okay. Maybe you got to get your news <laughs> was, out while you can. I was like, do they care about dreams over at Apex Legends? <laughs> Everybody get the fuck out of dreams' way. <laughs> they're coming, man. Uh, any, what news broke? You been looking at this? You been? You got me a report? <sighs> IGN do anything? Uh, I got to search a little bit because I've been on their Twitter, but they've not really tweeted anything. You about it coward yeah let me yeah. check my notifications because people are probably tagging me and things they better otherwise then this you know it was what i was saying it's just a, a flat announcement 
why are people attacking me and all the boys I loved before? Probably something oh, Joey did. Joey. Joey does this all the time. The worst. Oh, well, well, this is breaking news from IGN. Hold on a second. Not about Apex Legends. No? Well, you keep looking for see if anything happened. Uh, breaking news. IGN's Jonathan Dornbush reports, no. SpongeBob, SquarePants, Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, doesn't have a release date yet. Oh no! We talked about this with, earlier this week. Despite a release date infographic suggesting the remake did have a May release date, THQ Nordic has confirmed to IGN that SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated does not yet have an officially announced release date. Somebody put Barrett on suicide watch, please. All right, I know how much that meant to him. He wanted to play it on a Sunday like a weirdo. There you go. Nothing see, for me on this season four stuff. So they revealed a new legend. Okay. So season four is going to be called Assimilation. It's happening February fourth. I'm trying to find the name of this new legend. He's like a, a buff dude with a cyborg arm that looks pretty awesome. I hope he's called Nick. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Yeah. You keep researching it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about our sponsors. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash games to be part of the show where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let's talk about those sponsors. Today, we're brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision tools for your family jewels. It's 2020, and you know what that means. New year, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Myself and Tim use Manscaped, and two out of two ladies surveyed like that. That's why Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. And don't use the same trimmer on your face that you use in your balls. That's dirty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the most smelly part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Start the new year off right by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GAMES. Up next, it's the LCS. New year, new you, right? Well, it's also a time of change at the LCS, North America's official League of Legends Professional League. The 2020 season kicks off Saturday, January 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on watch.lolesports.com. And there's never been a better time to become an LCS fan. You may be wondering, if I've never watched, will I have any idea what's going on? Don't worry, LCS hosts and casters will make sure you can follow all the action. This will be an exciting start as the latest game update, Rise of the Elements, introduces permanent map and buff changes for the players to deal with. Plus, there's truly a team for anyone to root for. Maybe you want to see a classic like TSM Rise Again, join Team Liquid to see if they can secure yet another championship title, or lean into your darkest desires with the one and only new team, one of the one of the newest teams, Evil Geniuses. So are you ready for some league? Good, because there's never been more time or a better place to join, and they have Monday Night League joining the schedule. Catch the game Saturdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, Sundays at noon Pacific, and Monday Night League at 5.30 p.m. Pacific on watch.lolesports.com, Twitch or YouTube, that's watch.lolesports.com, twitch.tv slash LCS, or youtube.com slash lolesports. For Saturday, Sunday, and Monday Night League action, Thanks, LCS. And finally, it's Raid. Raid Shadows Legends is a mobile RPG done right. Not every RPG game has to be cartoony and cutesy. Enough with candy, rainbows, unicorns, and bright colors. Get real, raw, dark, epic, and awesome. Raid Shadow Legends will take you to the world of dark fantasy and realism. And now, you can play Raid both on mobile and your desktop. The game is cross-device, so you can play with the same user and and switch between the devices whenever you want and however you want. Raid has all the features you'd expect from a brand new RPG title, like an amazing storyline, awesome 3D graphics, uh, giant boss fights, PvP battles, and hundreds of champions to collect and customize. Uh, you won't get, you won't expect this kind of performance out of a mobile game. And in Raid, you have the ability to personally customize and choose the artifacts and design a unique mastery build for each one of the champions. And the best part is it's free to play. Uh, the invitation to download the game has been accepted by more than 15 million players worldwide. And the best part is, like I said, it's free to play. So go click on the link in the description box to start playing. Clicking on this will not let you not only just let you enjoy the best mobile one of the best mobile games in the moment, but you'll be supporting this podcast. What are you waiting for? Download Raid via the link 
patron.me slash kindoffunnygamesraid, which we'll also find below in the description. Uh, you get a package with 10,000 silver, two clan boss keys, 10 mystery shards, and the amazing champion adjudicator. This package will only be available for the next 30 days. days, days, days. So I'm pulling this from News Newsweek. Never heard of them. Yeah. They have like a, um, a subtitle here called News Geek, which is interesting. Uh, they write Apex Legends Season 4 Assimilation Revealed, Forge Sentinel, and Release Date. So this is from Christopher Gru. He writes, Apex Legends Season 4 Assimilation has officially been revealed, and it begins February 4th across all platforms. Its highlight features include a legend named Forge, the Sentinel Sniper, and more. And so he goes into forge in his ability so he writes as a legend forge is much more of a melee brawler when compared to season three's distance focused crypto he's a five-time hyper federation fighting champion sponsored by hammond robotics his abilities then favor power and being up close here's a quick recap of the abilities that have leaked so far oh wait these are leaks interesting this is all <laughs> interesting hold on hold on this hold on, hold was on. three weeks ago this was posted no this is posted today at 2 p.m eastern so i don't know why they're calling it a leak uh, well, he has Pull Shot, which is a short-range grapple that pulls enemies into you or can be used to launch yourself into the air. as a Ground Slam, which press crouch while airborne to slam into the ground. Uh, KO Punch, which is jump forward in a direction, press crouch while airborne to slam into the... Wait. All right. Well, they got typos in this article. Uh, he has a 1-2 ability that is a bull rush in a straight line. If you hit an enemy along the way, press again to do an uppercut launching you into the air. And he has a couple more abilities there. Uh, let's see. The Sentinel Sniper... <clears throat> Uh, let's see. The new season four weapon is a bolt action sniper rifle. Unlike other snipers, this one has a charge mechanic that favors risk reward scenarios for shot timing. And then they add changes to the ranked system. And so ranked play gets overhauled in season four as well. Here's what we know. Master tier. Uh, this new tier is the new Apex Predator tier award awarded beyond 10,000 RP. Uh, Apex Predator limited to the top. 500 players per platform. You can be bounced out of Predator uh, as other players get as other players get more RP than you. Uh, and then ranked splits. This time there will be two splits in the battle pass instead of one. Your rank will be, will reset between splits, and each split will be played on a different map. So Kings Canyon is coming back, but it may be relegated to ranked play only. Uh, and then rewards depend on the highest rank you get in either split. If you have the same rank in both splits, you'll get a special animated ranked uh, rank badge and so that seems that's what does all. this do for you as mr apex legends uh i mean ford seems cool that's about it like i <laughs> the rank stuff isn't, isn't really doing anything crazy for me because i'm not huge in a rank i think the sentinel sniper seems cool like an, a, a new weapon is always welcome sure uh i never favored snipers aside from the triple take which i like but we'll see about the sentinel sniper it seems like a high risk high reward weapon and so we'll see i'll play around with it and see how i feel but yeah a melee character or a, a melee focused character a character that's more up close focused i can dig he seems a lot like doomfist from overwatch um yeah he seems all right all right well, yeah the dev stream is like 22 minutes it's on youtube and so if you want more details or more a more clearer picture of what's going on i'd say check out that dev stream i can't wait to watch that dev stream blessing but yeah. I can't watch it while I host the show. That's so far away. If exactly. I need something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Tetris. Tetris has come to the Apple Store and Google Play Store for free. Woo! This is news because this is the network Tetris, right? While this uh, this is new today, this news, and it's out, you can get it right now, I got it, I haven't opened it yet. Uh, it's worth noting that this means that EA has now announced they are ending their Tetris and Tetris Blitz and taking those off the store and oh. off of that and not supporting them anymore. And people are pissed because people bought those games and now they're gone. But oh, wow. apparently, as it was mentioned earlier a while, while ago, of like, this looks like, yeah, EA's contract has run out with their license, and so the, the Tetris they had is gone. Now it's just this network Tetris. So get out there and enjoy that. However, you also get Sega Ages Shinobi on Switch, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC on PlayStation 4, Earth Knight on PlayStation 4. Blessing's got to play that. Yeah. Mosaic on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Oh, come on, man. Yuda Wurumurumo, Mask <laughs> of Truth, PC. Uda Warumonodo, Mask of Deception, Utama, PC. Utama, no, Utawa Rurumono. 
That's the best I can do. Don't try to show me. That's the best I can do. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath on Switch. Rugby 20 on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Sega Ages Fantasy Zone on Switch. Warhammer 40K Space Wolf on Switch. Dream Ball on Xbox One. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners on PC. It's a VR game. Sleep Attack on Switch. Sinless on Switch. 198X on Switch. Escape from Chernobyl on Switch. Dual Brain Volume 2 Reflex on Switch. Poop. Hey, Po Space Deluxe on Switch. Jewel, Roar, Jewel Wars on Switch. Assemblance on Switch. Omotamo on Switch. Speedrunners on Switch. Classic Snake Adventures on Switch. Grim 1865 on PC. Emily Archer and the Curse of Tutankhamun on PC. Bless you. Uh, Tanny Nanny on PC. The Yellow King on PC. Overcooked 2 gets a, a, late, a free update again. This time it's spring, spring Festival. And then GTA Online has a bunch of new additions, like a new vehicle, double rewards, and overtime uh, rumble discounts across properties, and so much more. New dates for you. Uh, Rune Factory 4 Special will launch February 25th, 2020 on the Nintendo Switch uh, here in North America. Knights and Bikes is launching on the Nintendo Switch on February 6th, and it's fantastic. You should play it. And then xCloud will launch in Canada on... January 29th. Hey. Hey. That 198X game looks pretty cool. What's it all about? It's like a 2D. Uh, so that's the game that's coming to Switch. It's like a 2D pixel art game, indie game. But essentially, there's like a bunch of different almost mini game type things. Like there's like a like a RPG kind of thing you can do in there. There's like a, um, like a uh, what should we call it? Dragon, not Dragon Fist. Double Dragon kind of thing ah, okay. going going on there. Um, there's like a, a car racing thing going on there. Like I think it's, it's worth uh, checking up the trailer if people out there want to look for it. Yeah. Uh, time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games looking to play games with the best friends. Today it's Gabriel W. who needs help on PlayStation 4. Uh, the PSN name is Dragon King 99 uh, Gabriel writes, <coughs> Hey, KFGD hosts. I need help with Killing Floor 2. I'm trying to get the platinum in KF2 and need help for a few multiplayer achievements uh, if there are any experienced players out there. I need to win a match on Nightmare and win as the survivors in Versus. I'm level 23 support. Uh, I'm free most nights, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Thanks for the good work. Keep it up. P.S. Blessing is doing a great job. Glad he joined the team. Thank you. If you want to play Killing Floor 2 with Dragon King 99, hit him up. PlayStation 4. His name is Gabriel. Um, breaking news from you're wrong. Well, you're wrong. If you keep us honest, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, what is Chain of Memories? Yeah, you no, know, I deleted all the Kingdom Dang Hearts. It. I said we we're I done with Kingdom know. Hearts. Shit. Text it. Blessing, everybody. Make videos with your phone and send them to Blessing. Explain to Chain of Memories. Arkwing says breaking news Rocket League is ending support for Mac and Linux in March. So there's something for you. I mean,. Yeah, really? Like, <laughs> I never played cool. on Mac. But, but maybe they'll get somebody hacked. Somebody did. Maybe somebody Rocket League servers are going down for a month and a half now because Lizard Squad's pissed they're oh, fucking no. with Linux. Never fuck with Linux, I say. Blessing, that's the show. But it's not. Because, of course, there's a post show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We're going to get into a big old question we have here uh, that involves Khalif, our friend from Small. Hey, hey, the homie. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be you and Tim. It is. Yeah. Yes, the dream team. Exactly. Wait, why what? What do I mean? Oh, I mean, hey, the, Dude, the, harsh. the we're the dreams team because of. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, nerdy video game news each and every day. You should subscribe to youtubecom games podcast services. Go to roosterteeth.com. All over the place. Most importantly, though, go to patreoncom games. Send in your questions, your PSN names, your everything else under the video game sun. Let us be a part of the show. Let us be a part of your life. You know how it works. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a post-show to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs> Fuck my cup up. <laughs>